0: Are the seconds rolling away? They are. Oh, nice. And so now we're, we're podcasting.
1: Uh-oh.
0: I'm like, are we vlogging? Are we blogging? <laughs> no, we're not. We're podcasting. Good grief. Have another sip of my water.
1: ba 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 It's the gayest part of your day. Sit back and grab a shot of day.
0: All right. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Out to Adult. We are in, you know, month 1000 of quarantine, I think, right now. And this week, my guest today is Miller, who is a little bit nervous, but I think is going to do great. And we're just going to talk about a long line of sexual history and (laughs) (laughs) and interests and... Flirting and preferences and just the transition that you've experienced over your adult life, I suppose.
1: That sounds like a lot of stuff. That just sounds like a whole (laughs) mouthful of things. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's going to be a lot of stories.
0: No, I think that's fine. And we could do it in like a two or three part (laughs) episode. You know, we'll just keep bringing you back in for every, every, it's like, oh, you have a story about firefighting in the, you know, Nevada wilderness. Yes, that's a whole episode right there. So let's talk. How about. You start us off with a little bit about yourself now.
1: Myself now. Okay. Um, So currently uh, I am kind of in between careers. Uh, I was a firefighter for about 13 and a half years. Um, And right now I'm transitioning into what I think is going to be a new career in the uh, diving and yachting industry. So I'm kind of... Kind of changing paces on yeah. that, uh, going from things on fire to things underwater. Um, should be good. Um, yeah. It's and then were you just like a regular for fire? Oh, excuse me. Were you just a
0: regular firefighter or was it always forest fires?
1: So I worked for a department that was a all risk department. So we did wildland firefighters, structure fires, medical aids, vehicle accidents, cliff rescue, water rescue, wow. you name it. We did it, um, so we had to be trained in all of the above. Mm-hmm. It really depended on where you were assigned, what station you were at, what piece of apparatus you were on, uh, was what really your call volume and call type was going to be. Mm-hmm. So, so we really had to know anything that anybody would call 911 for Yeah, and uh, hope you knew how to manage that incident. Yikes.
0: And were you in like a very busy area? I've been and was allotted. it all of
1: it, and was it all in California? It was all in California, um, but I've worked in many different areas. So I've worked in places where you were so far out that your next engine coming was an hour away, mm. um, or you weren't going to get an ambulance, but you were going to get a helicopter because you were so far away. Uh, but I've also worked in cities um, where your ambulance beat you, or your truck company beat you to the fire, or the boat was there first, or you were coming in and, and leading aircraft in. I mean, it's kind of been all over the place. Yeah. It's really been an exciting career, but um, I love it. That sounds awesome. But, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean it was a lot. It was yeah. a lot. Uh, and, you know, with with life, you know, sometimes you realize that maybe that's not the place for you to be right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I may or may not go back to it. I'm not really sure. Yeah, But uh, I want to explore some of the things that I'm also very passionate mm-hmm.
0: about and you did it for 13 years. Like that's that's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my
1: my entire adult life basically. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay.
0: <laughs> and did
1: you always know you were going to be a firefighter or at one point did that? <laughs> no. <laughs> when you were saying, so um, no, I did not always know that I wanted to be a firefighter. Um in fact, uh per my mother, I was afraid of fire as a kid. Oh. Um my we had a the house I grew up in had a um a wood burning stove is our fireplace. That was our heat. And every night when my dad would make the fire during the winter, I would you know, I would help him prep the paper to put into the fireplace. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when he was gonna light it, I would go hide in my room. oh wow. um, and I remember like at ten years old, so my family's from Australia, and so we would go back over there and and see family and friends and everything. And I remember, like very visually being. <laughs> at a, a family or a friend's property, they were having a big bonfire and I went and hid in the car because I was so scared of the fire. Yikes. Um but I have this weird thing where if I have a really bad fear, mm-hmm. I have to go do whatever that is. So so I think that's how I ended up being a firefighter. Yeah.
0: I mean, that would make sense. <laughs> <Yikes>.
1: <laughs> I mean, cause I like think about it, like I was afraid of the ocean. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't even walk in the water and now I'm a surfer and a scuba diver and a snorkeler and a, like all these things, yeah. you know, I was afraid of flying. And now like I was going up in air tankers with the, like the firefighting air tankers and stuff. And yeah. so I, I always find, um, a way to like battle that fear or control that fear is by going out and, and really like, head on doing it.
0: Yeah. Cause you didn't just dabble in it. You're like, no. I'm going to go be a surfer. I'm going to yeah. go work on yachts now. Yeah. Good grief. Yeah. yeah. Mm-mm. Yes. I,
1: I don't know if it's like a mental illness I have or what it is. Definitely not an <laughs> illness. That might be your superpower.
0: Might be, that might be pretty good. Um, no, I am afraid of the ocean because I've seen like too many national geographic specials and jaws. Like, no,
1: no, we can't trust what's in there. I mean, that definitely makes me like, want to go out there more really (laughs) like in some weird way i'm like but they're but they're like part of our ocean like we gotta go save them yeah learn about them and like love them and and figure out why they're not scary oh
0: man yeah sure like go (laughs) save them but like you know there's aliens in there first of all (laughs) (laughs) but like you're gonna just be surfing like surfing having a great day on your sport and then all of a sudden like out of this wave comes a giant saltwater crocodile like no, it's horrifying. I, I don't
1: think that's a thing. <laughs> yes, it is in Australia. Not really in okay, California. Not in California. Thought. My family grew up in Australia. My family's never seen that. No, that doesn't happen.
0: I should probably also stop watching. My mom grew watching... up in Surfers
1: Paradise. My dad grew up on the coast in Adelaide, and all of my that side family is over there uh, making fun all of me surfers. right now. <laughs> that is not a thing that happens. But they will make you believe it, so they look really cool. Yeah. When, so I think I've
0: told this story before, but when I went to Australia, I went for a baseball tournament when I was 18 and every single cab driver, they were like, do not go in the ocean. Do not, do not do not go in the ocean, like every single one. And we're like, fine, God, we won't go in the ocean. Like, leave us alone. And they're like, no, you don't get it. People from California, they come here, they drink and they go in the ocean and they get eaten by sharks. And we're like, fuck. And so finally, by the end of the trip- I
1: I know. We're, by the end
0: of the trip, we're like, okay, listen, we're not gonna go in the ocean because everyone has told us not to. But if you guys don't actually have like sharks eating us on the regular this is just like the best propaganda there ever was because it worked okay and we just believed you
1: yeah i mean i've never heard that (laughs) every our entire team sharks they got sharks yeah like for real but like so do we right i mean we're like where i'm from like we have sharks all the time there Mm -hmm. and that's central california yeah right we have white sharks all the time but i mean i just went kayak fishing like three weeks ago, and Mm -hmm. we had a white shark go right under us.
0: (laughs) I wouldn't be able to do it. Oh, I'd be so nervous. Yeah. I also probably should stop watching that show, I Shouldn't Be Alive.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's fun, It's
0: very interesting. You learn a lot. You do.
1: Well, are they facts, though? They're true stories. (laughs) So it's like, oh,
0: okay, note to self, next time you're going to the Grand Canyon, bring seven (laughs) gallons of water with you.
1: <laughs> for one day
0: right right like, <laughs> just assume you're gonna get lost in the wilderness bring a sweatshirt right like, Yeah,
1: yep just little things you're gonna need like seventy thousand pounds of gear with you for the two-day trip mm-hmm.
0: yeah that's me that's how i pack um so okay so you're from being scared of fires to a firefighter scared of heights to flying in air tankers, tankers? okay mm-hmm. um and
1: scared of water to being a surfer. Scared and of the ocean. Scared of the ocean, surfer, scuba diver. That's awesome. Yeah. It's just a weird thing. I've, yeah. I mean, I was at a horse incident when I was a kid, and I went and got a job on a ranch so that I could get past like my fear of horses, mm-hmm. and uh, I've done a lot with horses now, and cattle, and it's just a weird thing I've done that I didn't actually realize I was doing up until maybe like a handful of years ago. Yeah. I was like, oh, wait. So if you're afraid of something, you just like go full out into it for no real reason. Mm -hmm. You're just like, I'm going to do this now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know.
0: I mean, I think that's a solid approach. I mean, I guess. It also seems to be like have added to how many abilities you have.
1: Everything that's new that you learn is a new skill, right? Mm -hmm. So it opens up new doors. So sure. Why not? Yeah.
0: I like that. Interesting. Okay. So, let's talk about your coming out story. The first one.
1: (laughs) 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 How many would you like? All of them. I Um, want to know them all. Oh, God. My first coming out story. Okay. Um, I believe I was about 17, Mm -hmm. 18-ish. I was dating a guy. um, And... We had the same last name, so everyone's like, "Are you guys married?" And we're like, "No, <laughs> not brother sister, not-, not brother sister. We're not. Never mind. We're <laughs> not. <laughs> no." Uh, but we were dating like probably for a few months or whatever, and then um, I remember driving. So I lived in a little town, and I had to drive like thirty minutes to go to the community college. And I drove through like the main city before it, and I remember being at a stoplight, like you know, sitting at the red light mm-hmm. and this girl like walks across in front of me. And I was like, oh, no, she's hot. And then I was like, oh, my God. Did I say that? Yeah. But I, I just, oh, uh, yeah, is oh, hot, I guess. Oh, I, I don't know. That's all I got. Yeah. Clutching, um, your, clutching then, your pearls. Yeah. I was like, I, oh, my God. Um, I just didn't know it was the weirdest fucking reaction. Like, I just, I, I. Didn't see it coming at all. I was, you know, looking back now, I'm like, everybody knew. (laughs) Literally anybody who knew me knew. Um, But that's always how it works. It's always everyone else around you before you know. Well, right. My mom eventually, like, called me out. I Mm -hmm. mean, but that's for later in the story, okay. okay. But, yeah, I mean, everybody knew. But I did not know. I had no idea. Um, But I remember seeing this girl walking across in front of me, and I was like, oh, my God, she's hot. And then it was like, wait. Did I just say that out loud? Yeah. Why did I just say that? I was like, oh, but I actually think that. I think she's very attractive.
0: Interesting. <laughs> yeah, and you were aware of it, like, right when it happened, and it was just, like, a big force.
1: Yeah, and then I couldn't stop thinking about it. I was, like, obsessed with the idea of, like, trying to figure out what that meant. Mm-hmm. Um, I Did you play any sports
0: in high school? Like, did you? Well, I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's a leading question folks
1: uh leading the you witness? mean since i was born
0: <laughs> since you were born <laughs> yes um so like had you known any gay people at that point in your life that's my leading question because all lesbians are athletes that's not true you guys that's a stereotype
1: we're here to break them down for you breaking it down yes uh no i didn't know any lesbians <laughs> Yeah. Um, no, I did not know any lesbians. Um, I pl- have, I mean, since literally I was in diapers, I've been playing sports. Mm-hmm. Um, Same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I grew up on a lake. I competitively water skied until I was about 14 or something, mm-hmm. uh, starting at like seven years old. That's awesome. Um And... During that time, I feel like I played like soccer, softball, t-ball, before that, I guess, uh, basketball, volleyball. Just a little of everything. Couple, couple things, you know, just one or two. Oh, really, And nary a lesbian to be found. No, not that I knew of.
0: Yeah, I think that's where it is. It's but like I was nothing, also yeah.
1: in a really small conservative mm. town. Yeah. Um, I, the first lesbian couple that I ever remember meeting was a business associate couple of my parents Mm -hmm. and um I had met them a handful of times they were really nice ladies um and that was literally I mean I was like 16 at that point that was like the first you know gay couple that I met um that I could even remember Mm -hmm. and I don't really remember anybody beyond that until I went out on my own to find them yeah when I was like Eighteen, right, right.
0: Yeah, I didn't meet any until I was eighteen.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like
0: I knew they existed, right? Because Willow was gay all of a sudden in Buffy, but <laughs> <laughs>
1: um no, like I-, I don't even remember like queer people on TV. Like I don't even know See, if I watched barely. anything.
0: Like Will and Grace, I guess.
1: Oh yeah, my parents watched that. I watched okay, that with them. There you go. So. Yeah, but I do remember very specifically, and my mom feels like heartbroken about this memory that I have, um, I remember us being on one of their business trips in San Francisco mm-hmm. and my parents, and I can't remember if it was my mom or my dad, made some comment about a, a lesbian or gay couple, I don't remember who it was, um, they were kissing and they were like, well, I don't actually care as long as it's not in my face. Yeah. Um and I don't remember which one of them it was but I remember that sticking with me mm-hmm. right like that was the first time I heard a yes or no on their side right and that was way before I knew anything mm-hmm. but there was a queer couple that they were friends with <clears throat> excuse me in this um like business they were doing i guess like uh i don't know they were coworkers or what they were but mm-hmm. um I remember them making a comment about them and then we went to the San Francisco trip and that happened and I was like, okay, well, that's clearly their stance or yeah. whatever. Like, But I don't remember it affecting me as like it was a personal attack. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but that's all it takes is for you to hear one or two jokes at a family party and then you're like, oh, I guess I can't come out. Like, oh, I guess my dad doesn't think gay people should have children. Guess I better not tell him I want kids, right? Like, I think it just sticks yeah. with you and I think it sticks with us without even realizing at the time. I think it's not until much later that yeah. we
1: realize, like, oh, that's what that joke meant. That makes sense. You know, I, I talked to my mom about that comment that was made uh, a couple times. Mm-hmm. I was, I mean, I was only 15 or 16 when that comment was made. And um, my mom has been really upset that I remembered that and that she was like, I was under the influence of your your father. And, like, I, you know, I was trying to do, like whatever he expected me to be. And Mm -hmm. my parents are not together anymore. And my mom's got a lot of, of healing that she's doing. Um, And she's also processing my excursion Mm -hmm. uh, through life Mm -hmm. um, and trying to be the best she can and be supportive. So I think it hurts her when I, when I remind her of that, that comment and that statement and Mm -hmm. how it, it really stuck with me even though it wasn't towards me and I had no idea that I was queer at any level. Mm -hmm. Um, but that was something that stuck with me at that age. Yeah. Um, but, uh, back to the, uh, I guess coming out story. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So I, I, I saw this woman that I was attracted to and I was like, Oh my goodness. I, uh, think this woman is super attractive (laughs) And I was currently dating a, a boy at the time, and so I went online, which was back in the day where you had to like go to AOL yeah, chat, just like dial up, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, <Yep. laughs> yes. You were like, um, so AOL chat. You have to like basically just like make a name, and then <laughs> and then chat, chat with
0: any stranger with you anybody want. Anybody
1: who shows up, <laughs> like I don't even yeah. actually know how it works anymore. I'm like I don't. I don't, I really don't remember, but I somehow found a couple like lesbians to talk to and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm super young. I'm super mm-hmm. attracted to women and I have no idea what Aww. I'm doing. Um, Like, how did you figure it out? And uh, some people were like super cool, super like, hey, I get it. I know where you're from like, or where you're coming from, whatever. Um, And there's this one chick that like kept talking to me and then So I, you know, my flip phone. Yeah. Ah, you know. Oh, you were probably so cool. Yeah, super cool. Mm -hmm. I was like, total cool with my flip phone. (laughs) Uh, She started texting me and my boyfriend at the time like read my, like opened my phone or whatever. And this chick was texting me and he was like, oh, okay. So you're a lesbian. And I was like, "Uh, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Am I? (laughs) <laughs> like I don't know and he's like alright we're done and I was like okay bye <laughs> yeah. but he was just like
0: cool about it like he was I think a jerk he about was it, or... like
1: kind of butthurt about it mm-hmm. but like he probably at some level knew okay like I've never been a super feminine person mm-hmm. I've never like I've always just been who I am like yeah. I'm not good at labels I'm not good at any of that like I am just who I am yeah Um. so he probably already kind of had like I have no idea yeah we never talked about it he was just like Okay. Well, have fun with that. Have a good night. Bye. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, that's good. I mean, Um, I guess. Yeah, like
0: not a bad reaction. That's not a bad outcome.
1: Yeah, I mean, whatever. Like, I don't do drama. He doesn't do drama. Like, he was gone, and I was like, okay, well, whatever. I'm still gonna chat this chick. Right? Yeah, I'm I'm still gonna still gonna sit here and text this girl. (laughs) So we're good. (laughs) We're have to press the number two three times to get a C. so many numbers too to many get. number oh, god oh, i don't yeah. miss that well i do miss it because like i could do it without looking at my phone mm-hmm. like you can feel a little like
0: <laughs> yeah yeah no because you can actually feel know. the buttons going down you're like okay i know i one, press it two, three times three, four, five, yeah
1: one two three <laughs> and then we got like the
0: first round of predictive text it was like oh yeah yeah, yeah this is good
1: this that was good the worst stuff. though because then like you couldn't just like Type in what you knew you were typing. Like, then you had to, like, figure out what they were saying. Then you had to look at your screen. Mm-hmm. Predictive typing, like, messed me up. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's interesting. You also could always text
0: with just one thumb because the phones were always small enough. Yep. You could, you could mm.
1: full on just, like.
0: Full on. Yeah. You now, never okay. needed your second hand.
1: <laughs> there's, like, so many things I want to say about that it's right sexual.
0: There's really, there's a joke it's there like, with that motion. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Moving on, okay, so you're chatting with that girl. Was she trying to get with you or was she trying to offer you like
1: lesbian advice? Um I think initially was she was trying to advise me mm-hmm. but then it started getting kind of flirty and stuff and then but then like I was talking to other people on the like fancy AOL thing yeah. um so I met, ended up cut this shorter uh, I ended up talking to this girl um that lived maybe like four hours away or so okay and she was trying to you know help me out also but then we talked for a while and uh she was like well can I come meet you like visit you yeah I was like Uh uh-oh I live with my parents right (laughs) how much older was she um I want to say like four four four-ish okay not bad
0: not bad then Not a predator. No, like,
1: I mean, like a reasonable, I mean, pretty much everybody I've ever dated, Mm -hmm. um, my entire life has been at minimum four plus years older. Okay. I always connect more with people who are older than me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so this woman, uh, we talked for a while, I don't remember how long, and then she was like, hey, can I come visit you? And I was like, yeah, sure. But like you can't stay here. I live with my parents. She was like, well, I don't mind staying with your parents. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So she came down and I was like, oh, my friend from whatever is (laughs) like, I don't even remember what bullshit I told my parents, like my friend from whatever is coming down and we're going to like go to the beach and whatever. And this was the first moment that like hundred percent. I was like, oh my God, I love women. Yeah. We went to the beach and I was like standing on a rock, like watching it like kind of like the oceanless crash over the waves. And she came up behind me and like wrapped her arms around me. Mm-hmm. And my whole body was like butterflies, yeah. And I was like, "Oh my God, I'm so gay <laughs> 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 like, oh my God, right there <laughs> crashing in the waves. I was just like, "Oh, every butterfly, my whole yes. body was like, yeah this is what I want it was like inappropriate sounds I should make right now but like I'm not (laughs) going to Uh, but yes I was immediately like oh fuck yeah I love women
0: yeah okay well good so you're on the right track then
1: yeah Um, so she ended up staying at my parents house with me that night for the
0: rest of the summer
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay so your parents let her stay that night uh, well yeah like I was like oh it's my friend yeah. Um. So then, in the morning, because <laughs> we ended up, so that was my first time hooking up with a woman. There you go. Yep. Um. And in the morning, because she, she was gonna leave the drive back to where she was from, and my bob was like, "Oh, I'm making breakfast," and so the three of us had breakfast at a tiny, tiny, very tiny little table in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and after she left, my mom was like, "So, she's kind of butch, huh?" <laughs> oh <laughs> and i was like oh i don't know uh she has a boyfriend yeah i hadn't noticed <laughs> i
0: what oh wow yeah. what a comment
1: yeah yeah so that was that was neat <laughs> yeah <laughs> i didn't know what to do with it yeah. i just kind of panicked and was like oh she has a boyfriend oh god mm-hmm. uh, but, yeah that's one of
0: those weird parent comments that you're like what do i do with this like there's
1: no response to that. I mean, I'm pretty sure my mom heard us. Well, you know, <laughs> looking back, <laughs> um, yeah. So that was that was the beginning of it all. Um, you're welcome, parents. Yeah,
0: <laughs> had your kids, <laughs>
1: had your wives. <laughs>
0: um, okay. And so then, did you continue talking with that woman? Did you? Uh,
1: not really. I mean, it was kind of. I mean, I guess, I I don't actually remember. Like, that kind of is one of the only memories I have of the initial, like, trying to figure out if I was, I don't know, queer or not. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I don't really remember if I talked to her after that. I don't think we really did. Like, I feel like maybe we sort of were like, hey, what's up? But, like, we live far apart. We're not going to, this isn't a relationship thing. So, like, we didn't ever, you know, go towards that. Um, I ended up connecting with some queer folks in my community, Mm-hmm. which was really great. Um, I'm still friends with them to this day, a lot of them.
0: That's excellent.
1: Uh, which I love, and it's great to see all of them doing, you know, amazing things with their lives. And, you know, we were in our late teens and early 20s together. Um, yeah, so it's it's been cool to just kind of keep connected with those folks, and uh, that's all I got. No, I think that's excellent. Um, so...
0: It's my experience that a lot of people in California, and it definitely depends on what part of California you're in, we don't really stay connected to the people we went to high school with. Like, since I graduated high school, I have seen one person I went to high school with one time.
1: No way. Yeah. like Absolutely no way. Like, like, that's it. That's so weird for me. That's that's absurd. Yeah, right. (laughs) And, like,
0: the East Coast, they, you know, they live in the same town for centuries. Their families never move. Right. And so they yeah. know everybody. And
1: I mean, I, I grew up in a small town. It's like you either left and came back mm-hmm. or like you didn't make it Or you're it back. still there. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, you didn't or make you're it back. still there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's so few folks that haven't like come back at some point. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that our community has grown. We've turned into a wine industry location. Nice. It's, it's, the you know quote second Napa blah 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 whatever now mm-hmm. but um the folks that we grew up in that area I mean it's still our home. Yeah. It really is. And um I can't imagine not seeing folks from elementary school, yeah, middle school, high school and not keeping in communication. That's just that's th- so weird to me. I
0: think it's awesome. And I wish that I had that and I just don't and I think it's I think it's excellent anytime someone does have that connection and they are able to reach back into their memory banks like literally 30 years you know like that's pretty awesome so i don't know i'm a little jealous there (laughs) okay so moving along on your journey what's our next what's our our (laughs) next pit stop here
1: well i guess after my mom called me out on being queer Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) should we start so subtly yeah yeah let's do that (laughs) so uh my mother decided that instead of asking me questions i mean like hey well you know what actually that's probably bullshit I was going to say, instead of asking me, like, where are you going? What are you doing? Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, she probably actually didn't. I probably was like, I don't know. I'm just going to go do this thing. Yeah. I was probably fucking lying the whole time. Uh, That makes sense. But I was going to the queer clubs and Mm -hmm. queer ladies and folks. My mom one night was like, so, do you want to tell me anything?
0: (laughs) Nope. No.
1: Yeah. She's like, do you like the ladies?
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's how she framed it?
1: Do you like the like, lady? I'm I'm pretty sure that's what she said. Yeah. Or no. Oh, God. It's close to that, though. I cannot remember for the life of yeah. me, like, what it was. But it was very close to that. And I was like, I just started crying. I was like,
0: no, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to kick me out if I say yes? Or was that ever... Was that not a risk? I
1: don't think I ever thought that was a risk. That's good. You know, I... Yeah. I don't think it was a risk. Um, I don't think I ever thought it was a risk, but I think I was scared to disappoint. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think that it was just scary beyond anything else, right? Like you don't know how somebody's going to react. Yeah. You don't know how somebody's feelings are or their expectations or whatever. And growing up, I had a really good childhood. Mm -hmm. We grew up out of the lake. We, as a family, we water skied every single day before school, every single day after school. We went to the lake every weekend. My mom was always there to drive us around or take us where we needed or like whatever. Like I had a perfect childhood. Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, when I think about it, I don't know how many people can say that. And I feel so lucky that I can say that I had a perfect childhood. Yeah, That's amazing. Um, my family, my parents were amazing, Mm -hmm. but I think when they started realizing that I wasn't this like child they had hoped for, Mm -hmm. they got a little bit scared. Um, but my mom called me out and I, I just started crying and I was like, I I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm doing. Right. I don't know what I want. I don't know who, who I'm attracted to. I don't know. And my mom was great. She was just like, "You know, just tell us what you need, tell us what you want, like mm. we're here, we love you, you're great, blah blah blah, yeah, um, which is crucial, that's oh, so critical absolutely. that's that's a good response, yeah, yeah, no, I mean she was she was amazing um my my dad, who was my best friend from being a kid up until I was probably in my god maybe like twenty years old or so." Mm-hmm. Um, him and I never really talked about it. Okay. It was kind of this like unspoken thing. Okay. Um, my girlfriend at the time and I, when I, we were like 20, I was like late twenties to 22 or so. Mm -hmm. We actually, there was a period of time within there that we lived with them. Okay. And my dad like never really like spoke of it.
0: Okay. So it's just kind of like he knew it was going on, just wouldn't acknowledge it okay
1: yes um he just kind of ignored it like he wouldn't say negative things mm-hmm. he wouldn't he wouldn't go against it but he like just didn't really want to be okay with it
0: yeah um
1: and I didn't actually know how much until later years okay um like he's not in my life anymore oh okay um and I didn't actually know that that was gonna happen like we were best friends, super close, like we rode motorcycles together, we yeah. went on trips together, like we he was my best friend. Right.
0: So he also should have known then too. So it should not have come as that huge yeah. of a shock, but
1: Right. But like if you're if you want to pretend that you don't see something or you want to block it out, you can. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. So like my my dad as far as like I've learned Post all of this okay. from my mom is that he always wanted a son. Okay. Um, Don't they all? You know. <laughs> I mean, every guy does, right? Yeah. Like they want their boy. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't, but I had all the interest and the love and the passion for things that would exemplify that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and that he wanted to do with a son. Yeah. So. Yeah. So unfortunately, my sister kind of got the shit end of the stick. Because she was, like, a feminine girl. Mm. And so she didn't have that relationship with him that I did. Because okay. I was like, let's go play in the mud. Let's go fishing. Let's, like, do all these things. Yeah. Um, so dad didn't really ever, when I came out and, like, started dating women, like, he he was kind of angry about it. Mm-hmm. I remember trying to go on a trip to San Francisco where it was, like, with a lesbian that was older. And he was, like. But it was a group of people, but yeah. that was like my friend, okay, and he was like, "You leave, you leave your car keys, your phone, and all your house keys, like you're done mm-hmm. and I was like, <sighs> What, yeah, what like, when did you become the bad guy right? um, and I remember that being really scary for me, so I didn't go. Yeah. I didn't go on the trip, yeah, and it was like not a big deal, like it was just like I was going with somebody who happened to be these things, right um yeah kind of and
0: kind of weird freaked out yeah that's so messed up Like, not okay <laughs> not okay oh. i feel like i could just go on a huge rant against parents <laughs> who are not supportive <laughs> of their gay children i mean um
1: yeah i i could go on for a lot of stories about his uh his cutoffs yeah that have occurred including like my grandparents and stuff but it's you know it's it's weird, and it's mm-hmm. a bummer because he was my best friend. We, yeah. we did so much together, and he was my world right. my whole life. And uh, and then he wasn't. Yeah,
0: and you lose that. You lose that person. You lose the relationship. You lose the future of that relationship. So, like, all of those memories of him, like, walking you down the aisle or having your first kid, right? Like, all of those things that you envision that he's supposed to be there for you doing, it's like, nope. I guess that, I guess plans change because you were a bit more of a bigot than we ever knew. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, he told my younger sister, he was like, grandma can't be around you guys because she doesn't want to be around gay people. Yeah. And my grandma did not give it. She did not care at all. Oh, so he's just spreading rumors. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. But that was, you know, whatever. But my, my mom's been really great. Um, and then I sprung, (laughs) I sprung on my mother, Mm -hmm. uh, not fair to her at all. Um, but because it took me so long to figure out that I was not okay with my own, uh, physical gender. Okay. Um, I, I took about six or seven years for myself to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And then I sprung it on my mom, like. Hey, by the way, I'm having surgery. Do you want to go? Oh, no. Yeah. And how long
0: had you known you were going to have surgery before you told her? Uh, a
1: few months. Okay. A few months. But I had known that I was struggling with all that mm-hmm. um, for like seven years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but, you know, my mom like wrangled it in and like, I know I know that she has a lot of, like, issues, not only with, like, people that want to transform their body to what is more comfortable for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I think she has a little bit, like, I don't want to say for sure because she tries to be very open-minded. yeah, But I think she does have a little bit of, like, scared homophobia. Yeah. And misunderstanding and stuff. But yes. she tries Her hardest. See, I think that that makes
0: all of the difference in the world because I think no matter how hard they try, they do have this learned homophobia from the time they were little, especially like our parents' generations and older Like it was okay to just be a rampant racist and you never saw a gay person walking down the street. You didn't see interracial couples. And so they do still have that ingrained in them. So as long as they're trying to overcome that or trying to acknowledge that they do have that bias, I think goes a long way.
1: Yeah. And my mom, I've watched her grow this like several months now of watching the protests and stuff, Mm -hmm. watching her growth on understanding her own experience as a white woman. Yeah. Has been incredible. Like I'm actually really proud of her. That's excellent. Um, that's exactly, that's exactly what we should be doing right now. Right. Exactly. And, and it's been really interesting. And I, and I, and I, I don't know, but I think her experiencing my life for the last year Mm -hmm. has like, pushed her limits of understanding like who she is as a white cis female in America. You know, like she grew up in Australia, but she was born here and she was, you know, as an adult has been in America. Mm -hmm. Um, but like, it's been really interesting to watch, watch her and listen to her statements and learn what she's going through. Yeah. It's been really cool to be yeah. like, wow, like I'm really proud of you, mom. Like, right. You are really like going outside of yourself to be like, hey, like I support LGBT folks. Mm-hmm. I support Black Lives Matter. I support these things. I don't understand it yet, but I am educating myself and I'm figuring it out. Yeah. And that for somebody like my mom is incredible and huge. It's massive.
0: It's massive. I love it. You know, uh, one of our other friends mentioned that to me the other day that her dad pulled her aside and was like, you know what? You're right. Like, I've been doing some soul searching. I've been doing some researching. And yeah, you're right. Like, black people do have it worse off than us. And we are kind of in this bubble. And we do have, you know, advantages that minorities will never have. And she was just kind of blown away. Like, what? What? thanks and she said she like teared up when he said that but yeah like that's the goal and that's why we have to continue to be vocal and like you know ruin thanksgiving with that racist uncle because yeah exactly like, <laughs> you know like white people have to call other white people out
1: we've got we've straight do people it.
0: have to call other straight people out folks. and it
1: blows my mind to watch my mom do this mm-hmm. she's always been so like Passive behind her partner and passive behind her friends and her yeah. family and her co-workers and stuff. And to see her just like explode in this like, wait a minute, yeah. what are we doing?
0: Well, and then also in her own life, since she's not with her dad, she gets to be her own person now.
1: And that's, so- and that's a massive thing. Like she brings that up a lot, right? Like she's like, I didn't realize how constrained I was in that relationship. Like I didn't realize like I wasn't able to have my own thoughts. I wasn't able to have my own feelings. And so, and then that brings in like, you know, dynamics of relationships, right? Like Mm -hmm. there's so much that goes with that.
0: Well, and there's also different levels of mental abuse that goes on within that. And then you just learn to deal with your situation. And then especially if you're together for 15, 20 years, you just go down the rabbit hole and you don't know how far you've gone until you start trying to get your life back.
1: Absolutely. And they were together for about 15 years. No, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, 25 years. Yeah. um, That's a long time. They met in high school. Yeah. They, you know, my mom was this American girl that came into Australia. My dad, like, was heard the accent, and mm-hmm. they started, you know, <laughs> and they started dating. Yeah. And they ended up, you know, with me, and they ended up getting married, and my mom just kind of, she's one of those people that just wants to be so positive and so forward thinking. And, but then she got stuck. She got stuck mm-hmm. in, in a relationship that kind of molded her in a way she didn't want. Yeah. And that's my understanding of, it. of course that's one sided, right? Sure. Um, my father and I don't have a relationship anymore ever since I came out. Mm-hmm. Um, when I started dating women, he started to kind of peel himself away a little bit, like piece by piece. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember one time that we went up, because we rode motorcycles together. He was a he was a motorcycle racer. That was his career. I grew up on the track with him. Mm-hmm. And we went to the MotoGP at Laguna Seca. We went out to Lover's Point in Monterey to go... Um, have dinner. And I remember him making a comment about a waitress and like, Oh, like I have to compete with my daughter. And that was like the first time in four or five years of me being out that he ever made a statement yeah. ever about me being gay. Um, and it was kind of, you know, creepy comment, but sure, like, whatever.
0: <laughs> but then it's like, Oh, are you trying to like break the ice with that? Like, what are exactly? You, what, what are I we doing like, here? I was like,
1: I kind of feel like, I feel good about that comment. Like, yeah. even though it was weird, like, whatever. Uh, so, I was like, cool, like, we're cool. But then, it just disintegrated from there. Yeah. And, uh, I found out, like, how homophobic he was, and how, like, I mean, he's he's literally out of my life now. Um, because I, you know, continued to date women, and uh, he just kind of pulled himself out of it. But, yeah, it was just, it was just. Yeah.
0: seems like kind of a surreal moment. It's like, okay, what do I do with this? Or like my dad over the years has pulled me aside a couple of times. And he's like, well, uh, and he, you know, he gets that like nervous dad voice. Like, I don't want to offend you, but I feel like I need to ask this question to you. <laughs> right. Like not one of your yeah. sisters who might know the answer, right. <laughs> uh, or your friends. It's like, okay, well he asked me one time, he's like, uh, can I ask questions? And I was like, Okay. <laughs> I was oh, like, here we go. I'm like, <laughs> you can ask me whatever you want. I just might not answer. Right. And so that's what I've always told him. And he's had some doozies over the years, but mostly it's just like, it's not about sex. Right. Cause that's what your first brain goes That's to it's like, like panic you response. Better, You're like, don't right, ask me about. Right. Sex. I'm like, you better not ask me <laughs> any kind of positioning Like, no, like, don't ask me for tips. Don't. <laughs> uh
1: Do you guys scissor? <laughs> right. <laughs> god. And can I see a picture? Um.
0: So yeah, like one of the first questions he asked, he was like, after he asked me, like, can I ask questions? I was like, oh my god. And so I'm gearing up for like the worst of the worst. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yes. Like, I know that he grew up in this like strict Irish Catholic family. Right. It was just bigots all around. And his question was, do you still want to have kids? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, oh, thank
1: God. <laughs> he's like, like, that, that was, was the most important. That part. was
0: his concern was like, okay, you're gay. I don't know how I feel about that but I still need
1: grandkids so, out of yeah. this. So he like, wanted grandkids. Yeah. Make sure. Yeah.
0: And so yeah. it was just kind of funny. Um, and he's at like anyone I've dated, he's just like making sure that they want kids too. It's like, okay. Interesting. He, yeah. He so totally like me,
1: really wants grandkids. Yes. And yeah. my
0: sister's got two, but yeah, they're, they're all bugging me for more. Um, I'm like, listen, they're <laughs> the most expensive from me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> just need to go collect myself some sperm somewhere. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of, kind of interesting that that was his biggest worry. And then also that he was so worried to ask me if I want kids and I was like, that's your concern.
1: Excellent. <laughs> I mean, if that's the worst of it. Like, right. That's pretty excellent. Yeah.
0: I mean, that was not the worst, but that was like, <laughs> the, that was like what happened then, you know? So yeah. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, can, I, I can got that. I can that. answer that question. Yeah. Answer, <laughs> yes, yeah. Check. <laughs> yeah. Like, good God. Dad gave me this heart attack already. Um, okay. So that, I think that it's always unfortunate once we get to a point where our parents are out of our lives. But I think also, once we get to that hump, that just an absurd amount of healing can begin. And I think it can't, it's like a thorn in your side. It's never going to get better until you take it out. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like, mean,
1: I, you know, at first it was frustrating. But I think after that, I was kind of like, okay, well, I don't mean to force people to be my life. Like, yeah. I am who I am. Yeah. And um, interestingly enough, this is before I made... A second coming out decision, <laughs> um, which, you know, based on social media, I know that my father knows about. Okay. Um, I came out. I changed my name. Um, I have started taking hormones. Um, I have got top surgery and I've not heard from him, which is fine. Like... Even before all that, like, I got a promotion at work. I had to go to an academy. Um, he never responded to anything. Like, I posted it all on social media. Yeah. Um. You know, minimally, because with my job, it's like, I worked for a department that we don't really... We're not really allowed to like post a lot of stuff online.
0: Okay. Okay. So
1: you had to be respectful of the department, and like, if anything's gonna be posted, it's through the public information officer. Or, like, mm-hmm. you don't really say anything. But like, and is that true for everyone, or is that just anything that
0: could go against conservative values?
1: I think it's for anybody. Okay. Like, you okay. just have to be. Re- you just have to be respectful of the fact that you work for a department that is um, paid for by taxpayers
0: okay sure
1: right so like if i'm paid for by taxpayers like i can't post things about my work Mm -hmm. that could influence folks to be like i can't believe this is who i'm paying for or whatever like whatever so i was just like always really paranoid about that like i was a good employee i Mm -hmm. didn't want to say anything bad Um, so I never like really posted who I worked for or anything. I just was like, well, I am a firefighter and this is who I am and this is what I do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, when I started to come out as my second coming out, I decided that I would resign from my position. Mm -hmm. Um, I resigned from my position for a lot of reasons. Um, but this was a, probably a big one because I didn't want to do it in the firehouse. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't want to deal with what could be scary things or negative things, um, but also I had other experiences, like, just as, like, me myself in the firehouse that I was like, you know, I'm I'm kind of done. Like, I'm, I'm kind of at a point where there's too much negative and not enough positive. Um, so it was kind of like an accumulation of things, and when I did that, like, I kind of thought, like, I don't, I don't really know how to explain it. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of weird.
0: Well, it sounds to me like you wanted to be in like the safest, best position for you going through this transition. And you had already had just enough negative experiences in the firehouse to know that that was not going to be the best, vi- the best environment. And then also possibly a dangerous environment even.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I ever felt like it was actually a dangerous environment. Okay, that's good. Um, I feel like at worst, I would have had people that treated me shitty. Mm -hmm. I don't think, you know, living in a firehouse, being a firefighter, you have to trust your people. You have to trust that no matter what is happening, they have you. Yeah. And they're looking out for you. Yeah. Um, When I took my... When I took my promotion and I went to a new unit and I and I was the new company officer, I didn't feel like I had that Mm -hmm. um, from my superior officers. Okay, um, which was interesting.
0: Yeah, well, and concerning. (laughs) Uh, You know that (laughs) does not strike. And that was prior
1: to me, like really, like confirming what I was going to do, right? Mm -hmm. Like transitioning. Um, But at that point, they all knew you were
0: a lesbian. Right or yeah, okay,
1: so like i I have my entire service or my entire service time with the fire department. I've been you know a lesbian, okay, and yet, I never really felt like I fit in anywhere, mm-hmm. like so you so the so the rooming situation, right, like it was like the men's bunker and the women's bunker, like it would be me by myself, and then like. 16 dudes in a room yeah and i was like okay well i'm by myself but then on the very rare occasion that i had another woman in my room i was like i feel really uncomfortable too yeah right so like i had this kind of weird thing that it was like i don't i never feel comfortable with the women i never feel comfortable with the men because i'm an outsider like i always have this kind of weird thing yeah um it's but a i weird
0: love... di- it's a weird dynamic right
1: when you're the only one Right. Like, I just felt like an in-between person, Mm -hmm. always. Yeah. Um, I loved it. I love my job. But I also, like, you know, it was also shitty days. Yeah. Which, with any job, right? Like, oh, great, we have to go do this today. Yeah, but most of us don't have to (laughs) live with our coworkers.
0: Right? (laughs) Like,
1: we don't have to go home to them at the end of the day. That's true. Yeah, I mean, we lived together three days minimum a week. Mm -hmm. Minimum. And that was generally never the thing. It was, like, three to Five days a week yeah. that you live with your coworkers. That's a lot. And then you're in fire season, which is, gosh, in California now, it's like March through November. Yeah, <laughs> it's long. It's so bad. It, you know, you're like in hotel rooms or you're on the line or you're in camp, like, mm. or at your station, like, you're just never, yeah. you're never anywhere. And
0: any part of our state can catch on fire now. Right. We used to have a couple ideas of like, oh, it's probably going to be, you know, in Southern California with the, with the wind. Yeah. I mean, my first
1: handful of years, it was like, well, are we going to start NorCal this year or Southern? Like, no. Now it's like, all right, where are we going? Yeah. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't know.
0: We have to wait and see what area of the state PG&E sets on fire, right? (laughs) Like, where's that PG&E territory? Oh yeah. It's the entire state.
1: (laughs) Uh, The entire thing. Right. Yeah. but yeah, no, it's been an interesting. Um, so, so basically, when I decided that I was going to go ahead and start my uh, medical transition, um, that was it for me. I, I just, I didn't know how to continue in my career. I didn't know how to. I didn't. I didn't want to think about living in the dorms. I didn't want to think about traveling on strike teams and being in hotels and like, mm-hmm. who do you room with? Do you room with the women or the men? Like do you want your own room? Cause they would have done that. Yeah. But like, I, I don't want to be a standout. Like there was so many things that went with it. Yeah. So, um, but and then like, you're the only one getting your
0: own room and that's not fair. Right. And right. Yeah.
1: And I don't want, I don't want to be that, especially as a new company officer. Like I don't want to be that, that jerk. That's like, Oh, I'm better than you. Like I'm not, yeah. but like, would you be comfortable with me? Would you be comfortable with me? Like, yeah. I don't know. So, um, it was just a lot easier to say goodbye to the career for a little bit and maybe go back, maybe find a new one. Yeah. So hopefully I'll find a new fun one. Right? Yeah. Well, what is this
0: thing you're going to be doing with yachts?
1: <laughs> oh, um, so I don't know yet, Okay. But, <laughs> but my kind of game plan is like for years, I've been wanting to get my dive master mm-hmm. and be able to travel and teach people Scuba diving—that would be so cool, right? Well, yes, right. Uh, yeah. I'm really excited about it because, um, as we spoke earlier, mm. having fear of the ocean yeah. and then becoming a diver, yeah. like that's a huge thing for me, right? Like I—I'm so passionate about that. Like you can—you cannot understand, and you can be fearful, and you can have all these things, but until you take that first dive and you get from your boat to the bottom. And you sit that first moment at the bottom of the ocean, sitting there looking around, you will never understand the peace that comes sitting right there in that yeah. water. Like, it is the quietest, most peaceful, welcoming environment you've ever been in. Yeah. Just so quiet. Um, and I was super scared before I did yeah. that.
0: Well, now I need to and try
1: that. <laughs> well, I, I just remember like that was my first moment of realizing like I was in love with scuba diving yeah. was I was panicking. I was panicking at the top. Like, Oh my gosh, like what am I doing? But I was really comfortable with the gear. Cause mm-hmm. like right. Being a firefighter, I know how to use tanks and masks and all that stuff. So I was right. really comfortable with the gear and everybody else at the surface was like messing with all their gear and like trying to figure out how to do it. And my dive master comes up to me and he goes, go down. And I'm like, nobody's ready what do you mean and down? he just like yeah. he flips me upside down and he just like shoves me down the line and I was like okay well I'll mind, I guess I'll go oh, wow. <laughs> and so I was the first person by myself on my first dive at the bottom and I just remember like hitting the bottom turning up and looking around and being like whoa yeah this is incredible yeah and I was in love at that moment that was it. That was the the final decider for me that I was in love with scuba diving, yeah. and then of course we go and we cruise and we see the fish and the coral and the the sharks and the everything and it was just beautiful and incredible. Um, and that was it for me. I fell yeah. in love with it and I've I've dove many times since. And that was in that was in Costa Rica about four years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean. That was my first time to fall in love with it. And I realized after that that I I wanted more people to understand that just because it scares you, Mm -hmm. just because it's uncomfortable, doesn't mean it won't be the best thing that ever happened to you. Yeah. Um, And so for me, like figuring out a way to do that as a career to help expose people to something that may seem really scary but is actually probably one of the most incredible experiences they'll ever have. Mm -hmm. That's what I want to do.
0: Yeah. That's what I want to do. That seems so awesome. You should get a job like on a cruise ship (laughs) where you like go to the next island and then it's like, that's one of the day trips you can do is learn how to scuba dive.
1: So, so that's kind of in the realm of what I'm looking at. It's kind of in the realm, but I'm looking at more like chartered yachts. Um, Yeah. I'm looking at like, you know, being able to, to take folks that want to go, like, fishing, scuba diving, exploring, mm-hmm. and they're on a yacht. So, like, be a deckhand yeah. and experience those things that, like, they seem scary. But yeah. They're actually probably one of the most incredible things you'll ever experience in your life.
0: Yeah, especially if you get to travel and stuff, too, and have new experiences. That would be so cool. Yeah. And
1: and part of the training for those positions is, like, firefighting and EMS and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like, things I've done my entire life. Yeah. So. I feel like I probably fit relatively well. People into are going
0: to want an ex firefighter on their boat. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully Who, like knows stuff about <laughs> engines too.
1: And can fix. Yeah, anything. Like I'm a diesel mechanic. I'm a firefighter. I'm an EMT. I'm a diver. I'm yeah. a fisherman. Like I'm all these things. Like yeah. hopefully. Right. <laughs> they can. be. If, okay if you that.
0: have a job for Miller, find us out, out to adult at gmail.com. <laughs> right. Yes,
1: please. <laughs> uh,
0: so, I think th- like hearing these two stories right next to each other, you know, like we just did, to me, it sounds like you being in the body that is you that fits you is going to be like your bottom of the ocean moment, like, yes,
1: absolutely, yeah,
0: like this is how it should be. This is what I've been looking yes. for,
1: yes, um yeah i I can't describe to you after having my top surgery, how happy I've been. Yeah. I literally can't describe it. Like, I am the most out of shape, overweight I've ever been, and yet I can look at myself in the mirror every day and be like, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. This is my body. This is like, my... Ch- yes. I am so happy and so comfortable and just so, like, stoked on it. Mm-hmm. I can't even describe to you how excited it makes me feel. Like, knowing... When I get back to a place where I can be motivated and be uh, just doing what I need to do to be healthy again, yeah, how I will feel at that point, and yeah. to feel this good right now with with my, you know, being overweight and out of shape. Mm-hmm. I can't even imagine what it's going to be. Well,
0: and you're not used to being out of shape because you were a firefighter forever. <laughs> right. And so, like, I imagine that's
1: a little weighing on
0: you, yeah. too. But yeah, I think you're going to be ecstatic. I think you're going to be so happy. Yeah. And that's why you do it. It's like, that's who you are. That's yeah. the body you should have. Yeah. It makes
1: me just really, really Good. happy.
0: Good. Yeah. Good. I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah. I'm, that's, yeah (laughs) like excellent i'm i'm glad and i'm glad that it's going so well i mean it's it's
1: interesting though when you think about it like in the dating world right though like who know like i'm currently in a relationship right now Mm -hmm. so so i don't have to worry about it right now uh my current partner like we've been together from the beginning of my transition but you don't know the future Sure. And so, like, I think that's a scary thing for me to think about, like, how folks uh, will view me mm-hmm. or whatnot. And I just, I hope that my current relationship will be something that lasts and that we maintain, like, our positive, good relationship. Mm-hmm. But it's always scary to think about like in the future of like right. if that's not a thing that occurs. Or well, right. And having to what explain do I do next? Yeah. Like yeah. I wouldn't know how to talk to somebody or tell somebody, like I don't, I'm not good at labels. I'm not good at, you know, oh, this is how I identify. I'm not good yeah. at any of those things. Yeah. So well, and on top of that, our vocabulary is changing all the time. Right. And I cannot keep up. <laughs>
0: So are you about ready? Do you, do you want to wrap it up? Do you think that's good for whatever you want? I think that was a great episode. I'm like so excited to edit this right now. Whatever you want. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> um, no, I, I think it's fantastic that you're already feeling better, right? And especially because you struggled with that choice for, like you said, six or seven years, you lost your dad over it. Or you were going to lose him anyway, you know. Um, But you being brave enough to live your authentic self and be who you are has also helped your mom open her eyes
1: a bit in a lot of
0: different realms. Yeah,
1: hugely, which is actually really interesting that, I mean, to be honest, my current relationship is what has really helped my mom Mm -hmm. open up. And understand her white privilege and understand her, like, which is really crazy to me because I always felt like my mom was one of those people who's like, "Well, I don't see color. Like, that's how Mm -hmm. I grew up, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I never saw color. Yeah. But then that in and itself is a bad thing, right? Right. Like, we need to see it. and We need to stand up. Um, And my mom is taking comments and, and statements and reading and doing all these things based on stuff I'm saying by learning from my partner. Yeah. So it's really yeah. cool. Actually. Enter Sonia.
0: Yeah. She'll fix Answer you for Sonia. you. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like Sonia will educate you. Right. Yeah. And uh, you know, Sonia's fantastic. And we just recorded an episode about, um, surge standing up for racial justice, which will come out soon. Um, but yeah, Sonia, Sonia will educate you about a whole lot of different things. And she's very interesting to talk to And she also knows how to deliver the message in a way that's like real and relatable and not judgmental. So I think that goes a long way.
1: She's such an amazing person to just talk to about stuff. Mm. I I feel very fortunate and lucky that she is my partner and that during these times, she is the person that I get to sit and talk to every day because I feel like I am expanding my horizons and learning and, and understanding. You know, I, I come from a very conservative, small, hick town. Yeah. And to sit there and talk to this person that has had all these experiences and has been a part of all these organizations and learning. And I just feel so fortunate to be able to have these conversations. Yeah. It's yeah. been incredible, honestly. No, okay. it is. And we need to just be
0: aware of when we have the opportunities to have those insightful deep conversations and especially the ones that are maybe uncomfortable for us because that's when we learn the most
1: absolutely and, yeah.
0: right and conversations with new people lead to growth and we i'm all about that growth we all need that growth right now we
1: do yeah, yeah so much <laughs> <laughs> all right
0: thank you for listening to miller and i i hope you have a great day stay safe out there Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, all that jazz. Uh, we got some bonus content coming your way later this week on Facebook. A little bit of videos, some behind-the-scenes clips if you're interested in that. And uh, you can just hear what Sharita and Doug and I like to chat about when the microphones are on and we've had a little bit too much to drink. <laughs> okay, thanks everyone. Bye. <laughs> We've laughed, we've cried, mm-hmm. we've given our advice. We've given advice. Now go forth and live with pride. Yeah, live with pride.
1: Yeah. Ow. Oh.